Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, my dear. Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> I was just saying right before we pressed record that I felt like we haven't done this in a while because we didn't do an episode before our last episode. And on that episode, we, uh, well, I interviewed Zach and you were behind the scenes. Yeah, and we, uh, we were... Um... We were, what do you call that when you film on... On location? On location. Yeah, we were on yeah, location. Yeah, so. that was actually really nice. Yeah. Um, I hope to do that again soon. We've gotten some great feedback from our last episode with Zach, so I hope yeah. everybody enjoyed that episode. Yeah, and he did great. Yeah, he, he did. He was, he was yeah. quite stellar. And um, if you are enjoying Spark Talk Fridays, go ahead and like and sus- subscribe. I have a hard time saying that word. Like and subscribe. I think it's because I don't like asking, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. And um, follow us on any of our uh, social media platforms at ST Fridays. We're across the board on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. We are all the same, ST Fridays. So go ahead and like and subscribe so that you can continue to listen to us, watch us, however you like to consume our content. So with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. So... Today we are talking about keys to a successful marriage and I thought it would be fitting for us to talk about this because next Tuesday, which is in like four days, is Evo and I's 13th wedding anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, so... After all these these years, years, we're still together. (laughs) So I thought it would be nice for us to talk about some of the ways that we have been successful in our marriage and some of the things that kind of jumped out to me that we feel are the keys to a successful marriage and i'm gonna start us off and the first one that i'm talking about i think some people might be a a little off-putted by this because it's not something that you commonly hear usually hear like the key to a successful marriage is communication. That's usually like what you hear, I right? I mean, it is, a, it is a big part. It is. So, uh, but what I'm going to be talking about is something that initially I kind of struggle with myself and it's called um, rooting out the competition. And um, competitive signs in a relationship include constantly trying to outdo your partner, feeling excited when your partner fails, and finding that you are jealous when your partner succeeds. You struggle with this? Yes. So... This is new to me. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Maybe because I didn't talk about it as much because I think I got over it quite quickly, but I'm going to tell you why I struggle with it. Um, I almost had no family support growing up and I found myself wanting to compete to prove myself. Mm. Um, So I almost kind of felt like I needed to do that with you in our relationship. I needed to, I don't want to say outdo you in certain areas but i needed to be really successful and i sometimes felt like i needed to be more successful than you in order to show you my true value Hmm. so i was almost somewhat in competition with you as my partner and what i then soon quickly found out is that having you as my partner i felt fully supported and i no longer needed to prove my worth and that the support that I receive from you, I feel that it's healed me. And now any success that I achieve, it 
is beneficial to both of us. So I no longer feel this like competitive nature to somewhat outdo you to show you like how good I am, how great I can be. Because I think you you know how great I yeah, am. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. I, I've, it, I just, I'm so mind blown by this right now because like yeah. I've always... I've always applauded you for everything that you ever that you ever mm-hmm. accomplished. I've always looked at it as like any opportunities that that were presented to you that would involve you succeeding or leveling up wherever you were. You know, I was all about it. Like, let's go, go get it, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and that's why I'm saying that I think I got over it very quickly because I realized that again, it's rooted in the fact that I lacked the support from my family yeah. as a young as a young child as a young teenager i like that support in the things that i was trying to su- trying to succeed in and in life so i then in turn thought that as an adult i needed to keep trying to prove myself yeah. and then it like turned into me then competing with my partner in my own mind, I wasn't doing it in a way where you even knew that I was doing it. Yeah, listening to you now, it, it sounds like that you were definitely competing with yourself. And and then yeah. and knowing who you are, I know that it's also intertwined with that not wanting to be dependent on somebody else. Yes. You know, or, you know, not wanting to be dependent on your significant other mm-hmm. because of the way that, you know, you were, uh, you grew up and you watching your mother be dependent on your father. Yeah, I had this weird way of looking at those kind of things. So I thought to myself, if I'm if I'm successful and I'm out there getting it and I don't need a man for nothing, then I'm good, right? But I quickly found out that that's not really what I needed. What I needed was a partner that supported me. And now that I have a partner that supports all of the successes and all of the failures that I go through you have healed my wounds in a way where now I no longer feel like I have to be that person anymore um so that's why I'm saying rooting out the competition but there are couples that struggle with this when your partner succeeds at a task that is within an area that you have a strength in you can tend to find yourself doubting your abilities so that's also something that you and I kind of went through somewhat and we still kind of like have a little bit of like I want to say we have fun with it but we do tend to go back and forth when it comes to cars and when it comes to anything in the automotive field when Evo and I first started dating I worked in the automotive field I had quite a bit extensive knowledge when it came to cars Mm -hmm. um when it came to hooking up cars so it just wasn't like i knew making models of vehicles i actually knew like extensive yeah you knew how to work on cars like, yes like literally yeah like, you could I, take I had stuff extensive apart. knowledge on yeah you cars. could take stuff apart you had a tool you had a toolbox well which is you know not, for anybody that not doesn't common. yeah for anybody that doesn't know gina actually went to lincoln tech i was a mechanic and then i transferred over to being a service writer so i did that for like almost 10 years yeah so when evo and i started dating he then later like not too long after we started dating evo then got into the car business himself but on like a different end he was in the body work yeah Yeah, the auto yeah so but that still gave us like almost equal knowledge of cars yeah yeah because i i dealt with (laughs) you dealt with 
you dealt with a very in-depth mechanical yeah. service um, background, and it's and it's you specialized in Honda, so like you knew like recalls and bulletins and like you know techie stuff that you know were like deep within involved with Hondas. I had a very broad knowledge of all manufacturers because I just dealt with a lot of yeah. different cars and I dealt with a lot of different dealerships. So together, yeah, we definitely um, we definitely bumped heads a lot. Yeah, and then I then found myself sometimes we'd be in the car and we'd be saying I'll never forget there was this one there was this one particular memory that popped out to me when I was doing this. I was telling you about this one particular car that I really liked and it was the Lexus CT and you were like CT Lexus don't make no CT and I swear to God, not more than like five minutes later, a Lexus CT drove right past us. And I was like, that's a fucking Lexus CT a right little, there. A Lexus wagon. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I liked it because it looked sporty. But whatever the case is, I remember just being like, yeah, motherfucker, I told you. there was," a, And that was like that competitive nature in me. Like I needed to be right. And it was because you and I both knew so much about cars. So I felt like because you knew as much as I did, it kind of diminished my overall understanding of vehicles. But now we kind of just have fun with it. But we kind of just like fuck around with each know, other. You know, you started that shit, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. I, and, and this I just is, wanted, but I just wanted to make make that clear. And this is why I'm starting off with saying rooting out the competition. And in addition to that, you'll find that you and your partner, if you are having somewhat of an issue with competition, you tend to keep score on everything from who made more money last year, who ran the kids to some sort of soccer practice, who did more of the housework. If you're keeping score on these type of things where your partner's coming home and you're, and you're saying to your partner, yeah, so I actually brought home like 100000 last year. Um, how much did you bring home? I took little Susie to soccer practice 10 times this week. How many times did you do it? You're looking at your partner as a rival versus looking them yeah. as a teammate. Yeah. So this can cause issues in your relationship because your partner is not going to feel like they are on a team. They're going to feel like they're living with someone who is their rival. And if you were looking for longevity in your relationship, how is it that you are looking to live long and prosperous and or, or flourish in a marriage if, you are, if you're living with a rival? I don't see how that should work. Sounds so if, sounds miserable. It sounds yeah, horrible. I, well, it can be, but I mean, in in it in can the, be. No, it definitely yes, is. Yes, yeah. I know. But what I'm saying is, in the position that I had, it, it wasn't so bad. I, no. I I was able to understand where it came from. So that's part of the solution. So if you find yourself in this situation where you are competing with your partner, you need to find out the root cause of your competitiveness. And um, this is the key to healing. Uh, are your actions rooted in insecurities from some part of your life journey? Maybe they're rooted in a per part of your childhood. Reflection is really the key to understanding where this competitive competitiveness comes from when you are trying to be in a marriage because if you don't try to figure this out then it's obviously going to dissolve what it is that you have so i say self-reflection and i've given this advice before people like to say to themselves well what does self-reflection mean because this is the only way that you're going to figure out the root cause of what where this is coming from so some advice that i like to give first and foremost is journaling it is 
a way for you to reflect on your day, on your week, on your on your month, on your life. Daily, make these little, you know, entries into your journal. And I have a journal where I I'm asked five questions daily about, you know, what could have gone better that day? What did you succeed at today? What could you have done better today? What would you have changed about today? There are journals that actually have questions that, you know, get your brain process going so that you can answer these questions so that you can have some reflection it's not just like a diary where you're just writing about your day you're actually answering questions to get to better know yourself Mm. and then my other piece of advice for getting through this is reading some sort of help self-help literature of any fashion something that will help you get to the root cause Um, i've read some great books that have helped me better understand myself so this is why I recommend this, but you need to find the books that are going to help you figure out what your issue is. Um, And then lastly, if it's available to you, therapy. I'm always going to recommend therapy. You know, I underestimated therapy for a very long time. Yeah. I was like, I was one of those guys that was like, fuck that shit. Like, I don't need that. I don't need to talk to nobody. I don't. What's somebody going to tell me that I don't already know about myself? You know, like I, I was a, uh, felt like I, I knew it all. Yeah. And man, when I tell you, you was wrong. Not only was I wrong, but I, I miss, um, I misjudged the ability to sit in front of a professional mm-hmm. when it comes to the. To the to the psychological aspect of your life, you know, you as a person, you reach out to professionals all the time to help solve things in your life. You that know, is wh- very true. Whether it be for your car, or whether it be for your house, or whether it be for your finances, um, and I feel like therapy is one of those things that, like, it's almost like the digestive system, right? It's like the one thing that people don't like are really like reluctant to maintain. Mm. You know, and when I say digestive system, I mean, I mean, like, all right. So, like, as a person, you clean your ears, you know, you clean your nails, you clean your skin. But, like, how often do you clean your digestive tract? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's super important because that's where your that's where your immune system lives. Right. That's like where you that's the source of where you get all your vitamins, you know, and if it's not properly yeah. maintained and clean, then it's going to affect the way that you live. So I feel like that to, for me, that's a great uh, analogy as far as like. How important it is to maintain your your mental health. Your mental health. Yes, yeah, thank you. Of course. And sitting sometimes when you're struggling, sitting in front of a professional is one of the best things you can do because they can see all the signs. Yeah. They can see where you're stressed out. They could stay, they already know how to pick you apart and just and kind of just guide you in a way where you can start unloading all of these things that you're like just you've got them buried inside and you're not talking about them because you think that, that you know like you can you can handle it all and really. It tears people apart. Well, if I don't know if anybody's familiar with this, but it's trending pretty hard on TikTok right now. There is a fam, a uh, marriage therapist show yeah. that is on Showtime right now that keeps winding up in my it's feed. Trending hard in my and feed. And it keeps winding up in my feed for the same reason because I keep liking the damn videos because you watch these couples sit on this couch and they are realizing how professionals really allowing them to better understand themselves and to understand their partner. So there is no shame in that whatsoever. You know, here's a th- I, I, here's why I, th- I think, this is my personal opinion, I feel like the show is really popular because 
of people who have gone to therapy mm-hmm. and see that therapist there and realize how good she is. Oh, she is she, fucking spectacular. But if you if you've never sat with, I, I I don't feel like that. I feel like you can only really appreciate it if you sat with a therapist before. Like yes, yeah. you, you you can appreciate the way that she maneuvers the conversation between the two and how she engages them and kind of like gets them to. Um, Get, get gets them to say what it is that they need to say by asking them a series of questions, kind of like baiting them and leading them into things. But just the way that she does it now, knowing what it's like to go to therapy, I she's fucking amazing. Yeah, like she is. She does a stellar job at getting people to dope. understand what it is that they're saying, even though they're the ones saying it. Because how many times have you found yourself trying to express your feelings to your partner and you're just like you're not understanding what i'm saying yeah. you, you don't get what i'm trying to say to you that happens so many times so this is why i will always recommend therapy however i say if it's available yeah. because i consider therapy to be somewhat of a privilege we live in a country where access to health care is not given to everybody and is not afforded to everybody so i say if it's available so that's why the first two things that i recommended are things that you can do on your own you can journal on your own and if you can't afford a journal that has the pre-made questions in there do like i did i didn't get that journal i got a i got a i got a book that my son gave me for i think as a gift for mother's day or whatever it was and then i just wrote the questions myself Mm. and i just answer those questions daily and then i also recommend self-help books and the reason why I say self-help books can also be free is because I want to say three out of like the seven help self-help books that I read came from the library. So I didn't pay anything. Yeah. And I'm when I pick up books from the library, you are given a certain amount of time to read that book. So then I find myself reading the books with more due diligence because I know that I have to give them back. So it's yeah. not like I just pick it up and it just sits on my fucking nightstand and then it never sees the light of day. No, I'm actively reading it because I know that I have to give it back. So I recommend those things. Um, so I know that that was like a weird one to start off with, but I say rooting out the competition because I w- struggle with that myself and it helped me realize that in the end, if I wanted to be with you, and to death do you part. I, I couldn't be competing against you. I had to be competing with you. Now that do you, you know what I mean? Now that you pointed that out, like I'm sitting here reflecting on so many parts of our life when I'm just like, yo, she was doing it right there. Yeah. She was being competitive. Yeah. And it's mostly like, all right, so you're between the two of us, right? If if you do something incorrect or say something incorrectly while mm-hmm. we're out and we're with people, I won't correct you. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of just let it go and just you know whatever. Like it's no no, no yeah, harm no that, foul. But th- but that really happens. Okay, it, it it happens more than you think. Trust me, <laughs> especially when it comes to like stories about our relationship. Oh. And like you know, we obviously there's your version, there's my version, and then there's the truth, right? Okay. It's one of those situations where I'm just like, you tell your version, and I'm just like, all right, you know, like it's it's fine. I'm not even gonna say nothing. <laughs> but you, on the other hand, you will say something. Like you'll correct me right mm-hmm. then and there. And then that's the, that's that competitiveness because you feel like that's a that's an opportunity for you to to show that you know or that you're right in that situation that you have more knowledge in that situation, and I feel like that that you you're kind of like trying to like you want to flex um, that there. I will say that sometimes I wouldn't say that I'm like that now. I'm a lot of the times correcting you in either a conversation or something that you have said or or if you're inaccurately telling a story because. In my honest truth and opinion, it 
looks bad upon you when you are either using the incorrect word or you're using the incorrect phrase or you're inaccurately telling a story because then if then somebody realizes that you're saying the wrong thing as my partner i don't want that to happen yes but you know you know for a fact and you've been told this Mm-hmm. That you're not supposed to do that in front of people. That you're supposed to you're supposed to speak to me afterwards about it. But you just have this. You're just compelled. Like I feel to do it then and there at that moment. Why is it that I'm not supposed to do it in front of people? Uh because it's uh, it's it's like undermining your partner. Oh, I don't see it like that. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, obviously you don't. Because <laughs> if you did, you wouldn't be doing it. How could it be undermining you if you're incorrect? Uh because some people. Okay, so may- maybe. It's just because you noticed it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everybody else noticed it. Mm-hmm. But by you pointing it out, now everybody knows it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it could be something that maybe one person just picked up on. Yeah, but that still doesn't explain how that's undermining you. That's just making it more obvious to other people. But that's not undermining you. Okay, well, maybe I'm using the word incorrectly. Yeah. But what it, what it is is that you're you're highlighting something. You're highlighting me being incorrect in, in, a, in, a, in a public setting. And you're you're basically like in that sense you're broadcasting it. You're, okay, but what's wrong about what's wrong with that? Because you're literally putting it up on a sign like, "Hey, my husband was wrong. Let me just correct him here in front of everybody." And it really just it takes away from the conversation. It takes away from the moment. It diverts the whole energy of everything. And because like now everything has to stop because you're interjecting on something because you feel like you need to interject. When you could you could have the same you're gonna have the same result if you speak to me afterwards. No. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Because you what you're telling me at mm-hmm. that moment, mm-hmm. you can just as well tell me later. And you're still gonna you're still gonna get you're still gonna get the same point across. And we were just we, we just had this conversation. Okay. <laughs> we just had this conversation <laughs> with I'm just gonna Yeah, thank you. You can talk about, talk to me about it later. <laughs> we just had this conversation with um Another couple that we were hanging out with. Mm. And the husband, I don't know if you remember this, we were talking about the same the same topic. And he, sa- he literally said the same thing. I have a difference of opinion on that, but I don't want to divert this conversation. So um, We're going to put a pin in it. We'll still go back around. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that and come yeah. back to it because I have a lot to say on that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't doubt uh, that. But why don't you share with us one of one of your keys to a successful marriage? Okay, so um, for me, this is something that you do. Mm-hmm. I, I do it too, but I feel like that um, that you're better at it than I am. And okay. that that is um, you doing things for me that I'm totally unaware of. You know, and I've and and it's made me it's it's made me develop this this huge amount of gratitude for you because of it and what i mean is like you know throughout our relationship my work schedule has been very demanding mm-hmm. super demanding and you know and that's you know and even now um even though my work schedule has changed it's still super demanding because now i have more than one business and because of that, some of my responsibilities fall to the wayside. Mm. And you just know without me even saying anything that I need help in certain in certain places and you'll just step in and pick up my slack. 
And showing gratitude for those things is, for me, a huge thing, a huge key in a successful marriage. Because I feel like that things like that, they happen in a lot of marriages, Mm -hmm. but the gratitude is really never expressed. It's, I would definitely agree. It's almost like expected, right? Because you're my partner, you should be doing yeah, that. You're, yeah, you're like, so, you know, you're my wife. You should be, you know, like, if I can't do something, you should be taking care of it. And it, there, to some degree, that is true. You know? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Because, again, we are we are a team. So when one can't do, the other should be. But that doesn't mean that you should not be grateful is what you're trying exactly. to say. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that it is key for it is it is key to the success in the marriage to be able to show that gratitude to be able to set, tell your partner like hey I see what you're doing and I appreciate you for all these things um because I can't tell you how much how much of a, of relief it is to know that when I get too busy that you got my back and it and it's just you just being who you are yeah so, you know, I'm I got very I'm very fortunate in that situation. And the other thing is, you know, you also have this wonderful way of knowing when I need affection. Um because physical touch is my number one love language. Mm. So she can tell when I'm stressed out or I'm achy or if I'm sore or whenever I need the <laughs> so my my favorite thing to get from Gina is a is a head rub, and she'll just know when I need one. I won't ever, I won't even have to ask for it, and that is like there's no words that can even describe how grateful I am for that, mm. because it just puts me. It, it, she instantly takes away my stress by doing that, and so you know I'm eternally grateful that you do that for me. So in a nutshell, what is it that you're trying to say is the key? Showing gratitude for the invisible things that your partner does for you. Mm. That right there. I'm sorry. I thought I thought I thought I uh, I thought I said that. That was No, I'm just saying mm, the way you said it like showing gratitude yeah. gratitude for the invisible things that your partner does for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, like even even I I don't know. I just feel like that there'll be times you'll come up to me and you'll just caress me. And it'll be very random, you know, where you'll like play with my, you know, play with my hair or you'll, you know, you'll you just reach out and grab my hand or you'll caress my face. And it'll always be at the right moment. You know, it'll always be in a moment where like I I needed that and I didn't really know I needed it because my head was just, you know, wrapped up in whatever it was. You know, thank you for saying that. You started off by saying that it's something that I do, but I think you also do that exceptional. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yesterday was a great example of that. Oh, well, you know. I mean, that's. So, I, I feel like that. that's... I don't know. I Honestly, I feel like that that's me reciprocating. You know, like, I'm the type of person... Okay. I'm the type of person that, like, if I do something for you, and I do something for you personally, like, this is for you, right? For example, I don't know. Let's just say... In the same sense where, you know, you were very busy and over the last six months, you've just been so busy that you couldn't be able you couldn't change the oil on your car. So mm-hmm. I'm doing your oil changes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you don't ever, ha- you don't ever, you don't ever, even though I do do your oil changes. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. always doing those. And then like, you know, even though I do my own one day, I don't, I don't get around to doing it. You know, 
I would expect that you would do it for me. You know, it, you know, I may, I may have to ask you for it, but it's still the same. I would be like, sure, no problem. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, like, in the same sense, when I see that you're kind of like in a funk, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that there's things that I need to start picking up because you just need a moment to, like, just disconnect. Well, yesterday I didn't need a moment. I needed the whole yes, fucking the day. Whole day. <laughs> I needed the whole day. And a bitch went to bed early like a child. <laughs> yeah, you did. I literally went to bed like, I'm sleepy, I'm going to bed. Uh, So let me ask you this question. So why do you think it's important to show gratitude to your partner for these invisible deeds that they're doing? Um, Well, by showing your partner that you recognize what it is that they're doing, it, um, it, it almost solidifies and verbalizes the the trust that exists between two people Mm. you know it's it's a it's an acknowledgement to say that hey i see what it is that you're doing and now i now i'm verbalizing that i trust you i and even moving forward i even know now that i can trust Mm -hmm. that if the same moment were to arise again that you're more than likely would do the same thing And so it, it, it also creates um, an enhanced connection between two people, you know, because that's not something that everybody does for one another. You know, that's a special thing that you do for that person because they're in need of something. And I think that. Um, I think that's what I'm trying to get at with you. I want it to be conveyed that this is important because it creates that connection with your partner Mm -hmm. that maybe no one else will have with them especially with someone like me in my situation where i don't have i guess you could say parents where i can turn to them and rely on them as heavily as i do you as my husband where some people may have that in their life they may have a mother or a father or a sister or a brother that they can lean on heavily in their time of need when there are things that they're not capable of handling these other family members can step in but when it comes to our dynamic you are that person that i rely on heavily so to know that um you in turn are grateful for the things that i do when you yourself have a lot on your plate it makes me feel it makes me it's weird because it almost makes me have gratitude for you yeah it it's you feel gratitude but i also feel it too i feel grateful that i have a husband that appreciates me that is not taking what i do for granted and is not just looking at me as an end to a mean as a as a means to an end excuse me as far as like being his wife i'm just there to serve i'm just there to care for him you were looking at me as your equal you were looking at me as your partner and you were saying wow like you know like i I see see you you, yeah you know and and not only is expressing the gratitude important but it also gives the opportunity to reciprocate the behavior you know? So you were saying that I do this, but you were saying I say I said that I felt like you also are great at yeah. doing this, but you said that you feel like you're doing it as a reciprocation. To I'm the doing it that as I do. I'm doing I'm doing it. Not only am I doing it as a reciprocation, but I, that's just the type of person that I am, mm. right? So, but as far as for someone who's not like that, 
just know that if you're if you if you take it upon yourself to start pointing out or start showing gratitude towards the things that your partner does for you that you don't realize that they're actually doing and, and now that you're thinking about it you're like oh my god you know like they've been doing this thing for me and i just been kind of like not even showing my appreciation for it. Mm. So not only do you have an opportunity there to start showing your appreciation and your gratitude towards what it is that they're doing, but now you can even add it to that and start reciprocating the action. And that is where you build the enhanced connection. Yeah. I find it very interesting that you say you build the enhanced connection because my next key to a successful marriage is bonding. Mm, That was a good one. Yeah, you just like flowed right into my next one. Over time, the amount of time spent together with your partner may decrease, which is perfectly normal. You know, you and I have been together almost 20 years, married 13. It's healthy to have your personal space. Spending time for yourself, I feel like, is also necessary for a healthy long-term relationship. But quality time together, especially when you both become busy pursuing personal interests, it can become scarce. So finding ways to spend quality time is essential for a thriving marriage. It is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. Yeah, man. So life, I, life. I just I just wanna I just wanna reiterate that that quality time and bonding is love and affection expressed through undivided attention. That does not mean that it's when you and your partner are sitting down and binge watching a TV show and not saying anything to each other. It's when you are actually engaging with your partner and giving them that undivided attention and time and affection. And I find that so important, especially for someone like me where my second love language is quality time. But what were you gonna say? Do you not remember? No, I lost that. I was just—I start—I just started tuning into what you were saying, and I completely lost what I was thinking. So yeah, it's very easy for a couple to be together for X amount of time, and the time that they spend together start to become—it starts to decrease. You start to get comfortable. You start to find yourself not looking for those quality time moments. Um. I know that there was a moment in our relationship that we struggled with that when we were both working very heavily. We were both working full-time jobs. And and when I say full-time, it was over 40 hours. It was 40 hours maybe in the facility, but the getting ready, the getting there, the commuting was, you know, getting us up to 60 hours a week where we were dedicated to a job and not really finding quality time for each other. We were in the same space, but we weren't bonding. So some of the ways that we now bond that I want to share with the audience that I think would be great for other people to do that are very inexpensive and sometimes can also be free that you and I find them to be quality time experiences is when we have like our day outings and our number one I think is when we go hiking. Yeah. And I don't mean like a half an hour. I don't mean like an hour. Me and Eva go hiking for like three to four hours. Yeah, we've been... We've been actively like hitting trails. I mean, you know, you, you've you've spearheaded that whole thing, but I I seriously enjoy doing it with you. I mean, I love being outside, and I love, you know, it takes a little bit to get you there. Yeah, well, I mean, because because I'm so wrapped up in the things that I do, but um, yeah, well, I have to unwrap you from those things, and sometimes this is what you will have to do with your partner. You will have to pull them away from the things that they find so important because they have to understand, and that bonding is important. 
even though you feel like you know your partner, I can't tell you how many times Evo and I have gone out on one of these hikes and we'll be having a conversation. He'll tell me something that he's never told me before. And I'm always shocked when this happens because I'm just like, you've never fucking told me that before. And he'll just be like, really? It'll be so matter of fact that you'll tell me these things. Is it weird that like we've been together so long, but I feel like there's still so much that we don't know about each other? No, I don't think it's weird because we still... Like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, no, yeah, so am like, I. Just, it doesn't... Like, I'm not I'm not the type of guy where I just... I need to know everything you've done in your life. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm We're, sure that there are relationships like that, but I just... And so I think that that's how these conversations come about. You know, like, we'll, we'll be out and we'll be just, you know, having a conversation randomly about... Like, we, we just always have crazy conversations. Yeah. And so... You know, when it, when the topic is there, yeah, I'll share something that you probably never heard before. And the reason why I stressed undivided attention and why I'm my first recommendation is hiking. And it doesn't there are hikes that are, you know, they rate them. They can be easy. They can be moderate or they can be hard. Um, so if you look, if you're a novice at this, you obviously want to try a trail that's a little bit easier. But the reason why I'm making this recommendation is because of the ability to have this undivided attention. When Evo and I are hiking, there are moments when we're in the woods, there's nobody else. Zero other people. We don't have any music playing. We don't, there's no cell phones. There's no TV. There's no fucking social media. It's just him and I and the chipmunks and the squirrels and the birds and we are just so immersed in our conversation i always fucking love when we do it and then one of my favorite parts is that as like we're getting close to the end of the trail i'm always just like what do you want to eat you stay hungry (laughs) i'm always like what are we gonna eat after this and then we like extend the experience because you know yeah we'll go eat something um really wholesome together because we we've earned it So this is my first recommendation. My second one is similar to hiking, but you don't have to be in a trail to do this, is walking. We've been doing a lot of that recently. And again, today, Evo and I went on a walk. We went on a three-mile walk. And the first, I want to say, half an hour of that walk, you were just talking to me the whole time. And I was so quiet. I don't know if you noticed that. I did, and I, you know, and I, and I, I picked that up. So I was, I was like leading the conversation because yes. usually you're the one with like a ton of stuff on your mind that you just want to talk about, and I'm just an open ear, and I'll, you know, share my thoughts in between. But you know, you, it seemed like you were in your thoughts this morning. So well, I was, and I wasn't. I was in my thoughts, but at the same time, I was consciously letting you be the leader in the oh, conversation okay. because I wanted to, you know, just have that experience with you. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Um, but then I don't know if you noticed, like the second half of the walk, I was just running my fucking mouth, <laughs> talking about everything and anything. Um, and we do a lot of things that are such small little things. We admire other people's houses. We admire other landscaping, flowers, trees, but like just like the littlest fucking things. But it's just such a great way for us to bond. So this is, I recommend this. And I know it might sound cheesy, but you'd be surprised how just walking with your partner and talking can be such a quality time experience. You, you want to, you know, here's something that, I, sure. that I've never told you before. Um, what the fuck is so funny <laughs> because i know last time i did this it was like a, i dropped a bomb on the oh show and you God, were like yo yeah. are you fucking serious so no it's not that serious <laughs> okay um so you do do know that like when we go on these walks and like when we do these things and we go um 
hiking, it's it's mainly me supporting you. Oh, I know this. Oh, okay. Because listen, for all you guys out there, like, I don't want you to think like, oh my God, this dude or these two couples, they just do everything together. Like, no. Listen, I'm not this. I just, I don't plan this shit. I really don't. I don't, I don't plan any of it, but I go because I know she enjoys it and I, and I go to support her. Mm-hmm. Like when we, after we hike, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat, <laughs> but she's hungry and I go and I eat with her. I co-sign yeah. her bullshit all the time. Yes. I support her. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and let her eat by herself. So I'll eat something, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, I just, I wanted to clear that up because, like, it just sounds so poetic, right? Oh, my God, they go hiking and they get an appetite together and then they go eat together. Their life, you know, it sounds, so, no, like, I'm, this is, this is me being a husband to my wife and supporting her. Yeah. So, I, you know, like, and. You I know, do the same thing for no, you. 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 No, you do. But, like, I just, I wanted to just point that out because, like, it, it, it needed to be said that these things need to be done, like. It's not like a fluid thing, right? Where where it's like, I mean, in some cases it probably is, but I needed to point out that this isn't like, oh yeah, let's go hiking. Oh sure, yeah, I want to go hiking too. No, like th- like sometimes you got to do that for your for your partner. You just have to show up. You have to support them, and you have to do the things with them that they enjoy doing, because that's what partners do for each other. They you know they they get each other's backs. Yeah. You know. So. But it's you showing love. It's you showing affection. It's you showing that they mean. Yeah, that's that my they, way of showing they, you that I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's that you supporting oh, okay. me. Okay. Do you think that I like picking the weeds out of the the our walkway? I mean, I kind of think that you do a little bit. I mean, yes and no, but I'm doing. Because you that. got you got OCD. Yeah, but I'm doing that to support you. Okay. All right. Okay, because <laughs> I don't want to mow the lawn and I don't want to do the hedge trimming, but I'll pick them pick weeds some out weeds? for you. I appreciate. Okay, that. so. I, I don't want to do that shit, but I do it, okay? <laughs> so, and my last recommendation, and I'm going to turn it over to you, is the beach, ladies and gentlemen. Evo and I love going to the beach. This is the one thing that may be an expense. Some beaches are free, and where we live in the state of New Jersey, some beaches are free, some beaches are not. Um, so you may have to pay a small entrance fee or, you know, whatever it costs you to get to this location. But listen, spend the day at the beach with your partner. Bring some food. Bring some drink if you want, you know, however it is that you like to unwind with your partner and just like lay there, go in the water. There was this one time that Eva and I went to the beach and the water was fucking perfect and we literally played in the water for like, I don't know what felt like all day and just had a fucking blast together and I remember the high that we were on 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 our drive home because we just had so much fun together and these are the things that they, they remain in my memory because there are these moments when we are bonding so this is why i consider this a key to a successful marriage is to bond with your partner so i would love to know what your other key to a successful marriage is um i think that this is something that people have heard a thousand times and i'm you know and i'm and i'm gonna go ahead and say it because i can't stress the importance of it and that's you know to have honesty in in, in a relationship for it to be thriving mm. Um, I honestly feel like that has been the foundation of how we built our relationship. And I say this because I led with honesty in our relationship. Okay. What do you mean by that? As soon as we, as soon as we started dating, I was immediately open with you about my intentions Mm. what I was looking for, you know, what I could offer. I put the cards on the table to you for you right from the get. Yeah, you did. 
you know, it, I literally led with it. And I wanted to do that because it, one, it, it puts, it sets a tone in the relationship where it's like, mm, okay, now how honest are you going to be, you know? And like, are you going to lead with some honesty now? And it's, it, it's, it can easily start a trend at the, at the beginning and, you know, and it, you know, and it also can't, I'm not mm. saying that that works every time, but I'm always willing to take that chance to start that trend, to hope that I meet somebody that picks that up and says, okay, well, this is what I'm looking for. And this is what I, and then you just, you start this relationship on a, on an, on an honesty level. Yeah. Um, and, in, and in addition, it also gives you the opportunity to choose whether you want to be in the situation or not it gives you this this degree of control where as to where most people have to navigate through bullshit yeah before they even get any footing in a relationship so why do you think it's important to lead with this type of honesty because i know that there are a lot of people like you said that won't why do i think it's important because it because it it starts I, it's it's the ability to start the trend in in the relationship of just being honest and being upfront, right? Um, it also creates the ability to when you're honest with somebody, you're also I feel like you're more comfortable being yourself. Yeah, that is that is actually something that again I kind of struggled with in the beginning, only because I wanted to come across as like somewhat. I don't want to say perfect because I know that I'm not perfect, but I wanted you to see me as like the perfect fit for well, you. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. You obviously want to lead with your best foot forward, yes. right? You obviously want to, you know, give your best presentation. Yeah, there is that degree of it, right? But I mean, as far as like your intentions, what mm-hmm. it is that you're looking for? What do you want? Where are you going in life? Like, it's just, this is me. Yeah. This is who I am. You know, like, all right, you, you know, I'm, you know, I may, I may have bought some fancier clothes that week so that, you know, I look extra good in front of you, you know, and I may have, you know, showed you some extra attention, you know, just so that you're, you're, I'm, I'm more in your, in your space and, and in your head, you know, those are the type of things, you know, that I, you know, I guess you can do that or maybe not out of, the, they're out of the ordinary to present yourself in the best light. But as far as like who you are truly as a person, I think that, you know, by me, by me, leading with that i already i just told you who i was from the beginning you know i figured out quite quickly with you that being honest was tied to my boundaries i was afraid that if i was honest with you that i was potentially going to push you away if i really true if i was truthful about the way that i felt about some of the things that you did that made me unhappy Mm -hmm. if i said to you hey i really didn't like that I was afraid that I was going to push you away. But then I realized that if I didn't do that, I wasn't respecting my fucking boundaries for myself. I wasn't honoring the things that were important to me. Because then I wasn't telling you the truth, but then I was lying to myself. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If I'm truly going to be happy with somebody, I need to really tell them how I truly feel. And if it means that they're going to walk away from me, then that means they were not meant to be with me and it was scary but i did it because the second time that you and i 
because you know we dated once and then we mm -hmm. got back together uh, the second time i was like kind of felt like i was kind of skating on thin ice and i was just like man i can't fuck this up this time but then you know there were certain things that you did that i was just like you know i really like this guy but that's a that is a definite no for me. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. So I'm just going to have to be 100 with him and let him know that that is not okay with me. And he, if he chooses to walk away from this relationship, then we were not meant to be together. And there was never a time that that ever happened. Yeah. I So here's the... Here's it was scary sometimes, but you never were like, well, then fuck you, bitch. Well, because I can appreciate somebody being honest, right? Yeah. So... Look, you can take it you can take it as it being offensive mm -hmm. or you can take it as an opportunity to get really get to know how somebody feels. Yeah. And so it's really it's really a perspective thing. I think a lot of people are offended by honesty. They're hurt by by someone telling them how how they've made them feel. Yeah. Right? And I've always looked at it as an opportunity like, okay, well, I, I didn't realize I did that. I definitely don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. And I've been t and I was lucky enough to have one someone tell me. And now I can make the decision whether I don't want to do that again or I don't give a shit about how you feel yeah. and I'm going to do what I want. But there's the respect there where I'm I've been I've been given given the opportunity to know something that I potentially didn't know my, I didn't even know I was doing. Yeah. I just want to point out that it's very important how you say these things though. How oh, you're being honest. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the truth it just because you're being truthful doesn't mean you have to hurt somebody. Yeah, because some people like to say, "Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just being, being truthful. Yeah. I'm just being honest, but they're no. just actually being fucking mean." No, you got not now and nowadays you got ChatGPT, so you can run all that shit through ChatGPT and it'll give you the most professional way to say it. What was that <laughs> one that we just watched, right? Where the girl was like The girl was like, "How do I tell my employer that I no longer cuz I wanted to give 2 weeks, but they asked me if I could stay a month." So so I, I asked ChatGPT, Chat what is the professional way to tell my employer that I can no longer work for them more than two weeks because I'm tired and I'm, and I'm poor. I'm, I'm tired, I'm poor, and I'm unhappy or something yeah. like that. And, and it, it gave her like this two paragraphs of it being super professional. And then at the end, then it was like, and I can no longer work for you because I can no longer be tired and, and poor. poor. <laughs> that so, shit was fun. I'm butchering that, yeah, but it was fucking you great. You get the gist of it. But that's, that's exactly... That's the point, right? You want to be able to say in a way where you're getting your point across, where you're not being offensive, even though you've probably yes. been offended by the person and you're having to tell them how you feel because they're obviously unaware of how they're making you feel. You want to do it in a way where you're educating them rather than offending them. You know, you're, you're, you don't want to, you don't, you don't, you don't want to like put a negative on top of a yeah. negative. I just, I always think about that comedian. I don't remember the comedian's name, but I just remember him saying, you offended? But did you die? Did you die, though? Did you die? <laughs> and here's the interesting thing, right? But when we got back together the second time, again, I was completely honest with you. Yeah. About my situation, which I wasn't in the best situation at the time. But I needed to know. Eva was in the worst situation. Yeah, I was. I was actually. That was actually the like the worst part of my life. Right. I was. I was just making a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. And um. And we've talked about this. And, before. Yeah, we've talked about it before. And you just happened to reach out to me at that time, right? And so I knew the devil I was dancing with. Yeah, being true to myself, I needed to know that if you were going to come and date me, you were going to know who you were dating yeah. and you were going to choose to be in that situation. And that was going to be the only way that I would actually be able to appreciate you. That was going to be the only way I was actually be able to be comfortable around you and not feel judged, you know, because you knew 
you knew the situation. I wasn't lying to you. I wasn't trying to hide anything to you. Yeah. For you. And I think that, um, you know, 13 years into our marriage, there are still many moments where I'll turn and I'll say to you, I'm going to say this to you, but you're not going to like this. I love it when you say that to me. Yeah, because it's there are many times that I know that I need to say something to you that it is pure honesty, but it's really going to hurt your ego. And but I have you know to say it because if I don't, then you are really not going to understand what is happening between us at that moment. Yeah, well, you know... When you say that to me, that's a. Is it like an indicator of it's something? A, it's an indicator for me to to put my to set my feelings aside, so oh, that okay. so, so that I can hear what it is that it's so like I can preemptive. Yes, you preempt me to say I have to check out, like I have to check myself out, and I have to I have to put in front of you an unbiased person. Yeah, so that I, I, so, that I can, so that I can respectfully listen to what it is that you're saying. Yeah, so I just want everybody to know that even 13 years into our marriage, we still have these really hard conversations and we oh, have yeah. these really tough moments where we have to be brutally honest with each other, but the delivery is still respectful. Even when I have a rule in our relationship, even when we're angry at each other, there's no foul language used against each mm -hmm. other. Um, there's no vulgarity used against each other. You can use vulgarity in a sentence. Like it could be like, what the fuck do you mean? But it can't be like, you're a fucking bitch. Yeah. Nothing that's a, like directly offensive to the person. Or because then or you have just like lost respect for your partner. So that's why we're saying the delivery of these, this honesty needs to be respectful. So with that being said, let's turn over to our cards. You need to pull them over. Cause I don't know if anybody noticed oh, we changed the setup this time. Before we, before we do that, right. I just want to give a statistic real quick that I saw. Sure. All right. It was on. Um, on a, on another podcast and i believe it's called uh, uh bless god studios right mm -hmm. where a guy one of the guys on the show he's a counselor for 27 years mm. and he said that um through his career he has found that the main reason for um couples separating or becoming or getting divorced mm -hmm. was um uncommunicated expectations mm. right it was it was the I wanted you to do this. You didn't pick up on it. Now I'm mad that you didn't pick up on it. And I don't want to be with you no more. Ooh. That shit blew my mind because I'm guilty of that. Not to the degree where I want to leave you. But I know that there's been things that I may have want, I may have wanted you to do. And I didn't want to just directly tell you to do it. And you didn't pick up on it. And then I got mad that you didn't pick up on it. Yeah, because you're expecting me to adhere to expect your expectations. Yes. And so, yeah. th so that just goes to show how important honesty. honesty and communication is in a relationship. But because that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be like somewhat trying to tune into your partner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But to to get upset because you set this expectation that wasn't met, that you didn't vocalize and take that 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 negativity and and project it onto your partner to where now you like they're they're, they're like they're less valuable to you mm -hmm. is a recipe for disaster. So right. I just thought that that was a Great bit of information. Um, you need to hand over the whole deck. And I'll ask you first. Thanks. Um, okay, I thought you just might want to pick a color and I hand it to you. No, I'm just going to pick one of my own. Okay, here we go. Fuck it, I'm going to take this orange one. Fuck it, do a lot. All right, why don't you pick a card right now and then you can put the deck back. All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go green. Fuck it. I forget what they mean. Okay, so my card says, oh, <laughs> what 
What's your favorite time of day for sex? Oh, that's easy. In the morning. In the morning. And is the time that I despise. Oh, man. I yo, Okay, let's not get too deep into that. Thank charged you. Charged up. <laughs> charged up. Go ahead, go. Okay. Um, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but mm. are there any of my friends that make you feel uncomfortable and why? Are there any of your friends that make me feel uncomfortable and why? No. None of your friends have ever made me feel uncomfortable. There is one friend in particular I that I dislike. About. I know who you're talking about. I know and, you and know. I, and I thought that that's the one that you were going to say no, made you feel uncomfortable. That friend that that he's he's never made me feel uncomfortable. He's a little odd, but he's never he's he's to be truthful, he's actually been always very nice to he me. He's very nice. Yeah. He's just kind of odd. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I love about him. Yes, but I I don't necessarily like him. But it's never made me feel uncomfortable. I dislike him for other reasons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be honest, since we were talking about honesty, I love a lot of your friends. Yeah, you do. They've always made me feel so welcomed in their homes, in their families, at their gatherings. Like, literally, legit, like, they've made me feel like family. So, shout out to Evo's friends. And if you're listening, you know who you are. And that's it. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Until next week on Spark Talk Fridays, where we are creating conversations about life. Ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.